Welcome to Shine on Lemon Grove. I'm Greg Shibley, joined by my quaintly quixotic co-host, Leanna LeBaron. Hello, Leanna. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. I am in the presence of a champion. Yeah. Are you well, are you still recovering from the chili cook-off? We are this Saturday? fresh off of the chili cook-off that was put on this past Saturday by uh, jointly by the Lemon Grove Lions Club and the Seroptimist, right? Chili cook-off in which 15th you... 15th annual Lemon Grove chili cook-off, to be In which exact. you, Miss Leanne LeBaron, and your husband, Chris... Yes. ...won first place. Yay. Yeah, we had no clue we were going to place, but we had so much fun in the process. That chili was a labor of love. He wanted it more on the hot side. I wanted it a little more on the sweet side. So it was literally, it was a back and forth, like, no, that has too much sugar in it. No, that has too much heat in it. Yeah, it was... But hey, it all worked out. In the well, end. it worked out. How did you feel when they announced you as the winner? Um, it took me a couple seconds to realize number five. That was me. Wait, number five. That's me. That's oh, yeah. me. Right. That's right. Because each, <laughs> and then I started jumping for joy. Each chili had a number, and people had a vote. Like which, yes. which number chili was their favorite? Mm-hmm. And you were you were number five. And ours was number five. We called it Marine Bean Chili Cuisine because my husband was formerly in the Marine Corps. So. Can you can you let us in on any secret ingredients? Well, I already told you guys one. Uh, we did put some sugar into it. Brown okay. sugar. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you had some good contenders, too. I actually really enjoyed that event. I was there DJing, keeping the music going, making some announcements. And You very kindly let me karaoke a couple songs. You know what's funny about that? Yes, so you got up and you asked me if you could sing a song. You said you wanted to sing a song, and of course I've got a lot of karaoke. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. I know you pretty well. I don't know you that well, but I feel like I know you well enough now that I should not have been surprised when you came up to me and said, hey, I want to sing a song. Mm-hmm. Right? Because nobody was asking for that. Nobody was <laughs> expecting it. It had nothing to do with what was going on in the event. Uh-huh. And yet knowing you as I do, I should have just said, yeah, that makes sense. I could see uh-huh. that. Right? But I didn't. For some reason, I was thinking... I was thinking he was like a normal kind of person. And I just uh-huh. said, really? Like you want to just, you want me just to put on a song and sing? Yeah. Well, it's a happy gathering and it's Western themed. And just so everybody knows, I love country music. And you did a Shania Twain song. Yes. I sang yeah. two Shania Twain songs. Whose bed have your boots been under and yeah. any man of mine? Well, I got to say too, because I knew you had told me that you, that you sing. I had mm-hmm. never actually heard you sing before. Mm-hmm. You're really good. Thank you. You are. I mean, as a as a singer, musician, performer myself, I was all prepared to be very critical of you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I can I got, see that from you. <laughs> all right. But you got some chops, kid. Thank you. I tried. Okay, Thank you. So it was, a, it was a good event. There were a lot of people there, actually. Mm-hmm. I think, well, that was the first one that I'd been to. Mine as well. Oh, I, I, I thought you'd gone last year. No, this was my first time. And... Actually, it was the first time for my friend Rosa Carney, who her and her husband Dennis, they placed third. It was their first time, too. Hmm. Well, it was a good event. And more importantly, I think they raised a lot of money. I think it was a really successful one. Yes, it was really. um, I know in going around town asking for support from business owners. I mean, we had an outpouring of support. People were just revved up, fired up and really enthusiastic about helping. Now, unfortunately, you are not in the presence of a champion. 
Well, you didn't enter a chili. I know. I'm not talking about that. I've moved. Next year. That was my transition to a, to a new subject. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, so, are you going to do that again? <laughs> no, we can, oh, you're gonna we can keep, keep okay. that one if you like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we have, the, we have the school board opening. And if you remember, a few episodes ago, this was a month ago or so, I don't know, uh, you actually encouraged me to run mm-hmm. for the school board. Remember I that? I sure did, yes. What's going on with the school board? It's well, school board member, beginning of the school year. School board member Katie Dexter has officially announced that she is going to be leaving her school board seat. Has she officially? I know that there have been rumors about that for a while. Is it it's official? It's official now, yep. She spoke with Karen Perlman from the San Diego Union-Tribune, and it is out. She is leaving soon, and she's going back That's to her home state. interesting. So then what happens? Meaning ha- what that happens- there's going to be a vacancy. Right. So I was going to say, so what happens to her seat? Um, it's going to be filled by an appointment, of which four of the school board members are going to choose mm. who replaces her. So why don't you apply? There's going to be an application on the school district website. I really think you should go for it, honestly. Uh, well, You've got the passion. You're a hard worker. I mean, you, know you want that- to see the best for Lemon Grove and our children here? So the process was, or is, because it's still ongoing, is everyone who was interested in being appointed mm-hmm. for this really interim position, because they would have to run again in November anyway, mm-hmm. would have to... November 2020. Right. So anyone interested would submit an application, and then from all of the applicants, the current sitting board members mm-hmm. would... Each member would be able to choose two people. Mm, to move forward in the process. Right. To go on to the interview stage. Correct. Right. At which point, those people who are nominated to move forward, just for an interview, mind you, those people are going to be interviewed at November 12th, regularly scheduled school board meeting in front of the public. Right. It would be a public interview mm-hmm. and the board members would vote then and there and decide. Yes, they would. On- deliberate and after a long and lengthy discussion i'm hoping right because these things are very important so i would hope there'd be a long and lengthy discussion then they would choose somebody who they saw as best fit right so i submitted my application i think there were seven of us who submitted applications yes and i read all seven yeah yeah that's right if you want to read anyone's application folks you can look it up online they posted them if you go on the, the, the Lemon Grove District website, website. under um, the, agenda, yes, they have it. The most recent agenda, if you scroll down like halfway, they have all of our, mm-hmm. all of our applications. So, Because um, it's public record. They had a special meeting just this mm-hmm. last Thursday mm-hmm. on Halloween mm-hmm. so that they could put forth their names for the people to go on to the next stage for interviews. Yes. And out of the seven of us, they chose three three in total. Yes. Every school board member had the opportunity to nominate two individuals to move forward in the process. Right. Those, there was three school board members who nominated two people. All three of them nominated April Leon and Robert Robertson. Yeah. And then the fourth school board member, Jay Bass, chose to only move one forward and he chose Yehida Preciado. Right. And even when he did that, then Shaw said to him, 
what did you want to say another name? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice, folks, that Greg Shibley was not one of those names. So I'm, I don't even get the interview. Boo-hoo, uh, I, know, I know. But, I mean, it's not just for me. There were several other people, I think, that should have been put forward mm-hmm. in the interview. For um, an interview, yeah. So that's getting everyone up to speed. I got to say, any respect that I still had for the school board and its members, and I mean all of them, is now gone. And there wasn't much to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I and that's given why? Why is there that lack of respect? Well, in a nutshell, in the last year since I've been paying a lot of attention to the school board, mm-hmm. going to all the school board meetings, speaking at most of them, um, I have just continually been disappointed, not necessarily with their decisions, right? Which is which is one thing I don't agree with a lot of the board's decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's the way that they comport themselves, the way that they're essentially circling the wagons and keeping status quo on things, and honestly, just ignoring ignoring the community and the public. Now, I know for the people who aren't mm-hmm. up to speed on this, this is all sounding like, well, what are you what talking about? This? You're being really yeah. dramatic here, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, um, so a, a, about a year ago... I was actually approached by some of the teachers from my kids' school. Yes. Asking me if I would run for the school board because they said the school board is doing a lot of things that we don't like. Mm -hmm. And we need someone who can represent our interests better. And we'd like it to be a parent. And you seem like a a decent person. A reasonable person. Great. I said, well, I mean, I'm happy to help. I don't really know much about it. But that at least... And I ended up not running for that because Mm -hmm. there were some other parents that were already... Um, revved up and they were already revved up they were already very knowledgeable about what was already going on and they ended up stepping up mm-hmm. but it was enough to get me interested and, and so, I campaigned for two of those yes you did parents of school aged children yeah. in 2018 one of whom is Yahida Preciado who Correct. is going to have her her interview mm-hmm. anyway so that got me interested and you know along the way I saw time and again the school board whenever it had an opportunity to engage with the community i saw it doing exactly the opposite you know yes which is why i think it's so important that whoever the school board chooses to appoint it needs to be a person who's able to bridge that gap yeah and make positive connections between school board admin teachers classified staff parents and students it needs to be a person who has that ability to be a true leader. True leaders don't divide. So they the, unify. The big hullabaloo that a lot of people if you if you know anything about the school board in the last year or so, you might remember when these sixteen teachers were all laid off. Yes. Right, at once. And that I wouldn't it, say laid off. Fired, fired forced out, forced, forced to, resign. to resign. Yeah. Sure. So that itself was shocking because that's a that's that's a, that's a pretty unusual number of teachers all at once. Correct. Actually, in the entire history of Lemon Grove School District, the average for teachers who are fired yeah. in a year is between zero to three. Yeah. And just this year, earlier in March and April, there yeah. was sixteen teachers, Lemon Grove School District teachers, fired. Yeah. But more striking to me than that, even was. How 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 little communication, how little transparency there was. I say little. There was there mm-hmm. was zero transparency. Mm-hmm. There was really there was never a reason given, not a real reason 
ever given. You had, suddenly you had loads of teachers and loads of parents taking an interest and just packing the school board meetings, Mm -hmm. right? And understandably upset. Mm -hmm. And all... Well, you had people personally vouching for these teachers and on various levels of just how involved these teachers are, how great and amazing they are. Right. But again, Yet the reaction was nil. You would get nothing but silence from the board. You would get just a refusal to even give a a basic explanation. Mm -hmm. More than that, there was even a refusal to even recognize that 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 there were a lot of people who were really upset and 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 felt like they weren't being heard. Correct. And even at that point, you know, so and just I wrote, that goes a long way from somebody who's supposed to be representing you. So that's what I, I actually wrote to the school board way back then. Mm-hmm. I wrote to all the members, um, and I copied loads of other people so this so other people could see what I was up to. Um, and I said exactly that. I said how disappointed I was in in the way that things were being carried out. Right. Um, the actual policy decisions aside, I was I was I I, I found it really disappointing mm-hmm. the way that they were conducting themselves, um, and that they just seemed to have this disdain, almost this contempt that seemed to be there from people who were just speaking their minds and wanted some answers. So I wrote that to them, and then also on sort of on the second half of the email, which I can show you. I know you saw it once, yes, but I can I show was it to you again. Yes, I in that. Um, was trying to be constructive with it and just saying, you, you know, you're not really very popular right now, but you, we can salvage this. Yes. Yeah. So that it's sort of it's exactly extending the olive branch and saying, and there's been many parents who have said that to school board members. Right. Listen, we may not agree, but let's work together. We yeah. just want to work together for the sake of the children of Lemon Grove School District. So I said that communication is very important for that for that exact reason. And that, that doesn't mean that you have to then go do whatever the parents tell you to do, mm-hmm. right? But that at least... At Respect least for one another. Recognizing th- to someone that they're being heard. When someone feels that they're being respected and they're at least being heard, mm-hmm. that goes a long way to clearing the air, even By if far. you end up still disagreeing and still going the opposite way of what they mm-hmm. want. You know, you'd be amazed at how effective that could be, right? Okay, so I wrote this long, beautiful email about that, how important it is to communicate. I got nothing back (laughs) from anyone on the board um, or the superintendent uh, except for for Bass. And Bass didn't even really address anything that I said. He just basically said, you know, thanks for Which, by the way, just to clear that up, those school board members, if you had them all... If you had them all CC'd on that same email, they can't respond to you. At the same time, they can't respond to that email because that's a violation of Brown Act laws and and other rules and regulations that they need to abide by as public officials. But what they can do, being that they are representatives of you, is they can contact you individually and reach out to you. See, a person should always be able to communicate with a with an elected official, right? Someone right. who represents them. But they don't even have that to talk to me necessarily. How about at the next board meeting, trying to change oh, the absolutely. tone a little bit? But that of- didn't happen either. It basically just fell completely on deaf ears. Much like, um, a little. fast forward a little bit later, mm-hmm. then our superintendent resigned, uh, Berman, right? Mm-hmm. She resigned. And so then the board had to appoint a new superintendent, right? And so yes. a lot of us go People to the school board. People were hopeful. Right. 
we go to the school board meeting. I got up there and I was trying to be my conciliatory self and was trying to say, look, there's been a lot of emotions here. A lot of people have gotten upset on both sides. Mm-hmm. Let's use this as an opportunity, opportunity. To, 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 to rebuild some bridges and let's let's just put everything behind us, start with a clean slate, and how about board, community, we work together. Of course. Right? I know I made a public comment saying the exact thing. This is an opportunity to work together now. Let's yeah. move forward together. In fact, I said, so when you're picking your new superintendent, it would be great if we could have some sort of, you know, panel, advisory committee, something with mm-hmm. community members, parents, teachers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to pick the superintendent, not really having any authority necessarily, but at least that we could be involved in Being the advisors. process. Yeah, that you know the board can still make the decision it's going to be, but we want to be involved in the process. We want to know mm-hmm. what's what's going on. And I think- As people that would should be, be. That would be a great a gesture democracy. at that moment, right? And the news was there. I was on camera. Mm -hmm. Tim Shaw agreed to that, which was wonderful. And I said, okay, I will be in contact and I'll follow up, which was great. And we had that, we had a recording of it. And I said, Mm -hmm. this is a great step forward. And so then. I remember you and I had spoken to the media and both of us had said that we were cautiously optimistic or what was it that we said? (laughs) Sounds like something we would have said. Yeah. So I followed up. That it could go in a positive direction. We were hoping And sure enough. Dun, dun, dun. Well, okay, don't be the spoiler. But so we, so I followed up this like the, like in that, in that week, a few days later, I was doing a series of emails with Shaw. Um, And we went back and forth, but really it was left as, um, you know, Mr. Shibley, we are still a long way from even deciding the process by which we're going to pick a new superintendent. But when after we, 18 years, there's still no. I, I, I don't know. But grasp he says, of the process? He says, we're, we're not even at that point yet, but when we are, we'll let you know. Yeah? Interesting. And I thought, okay, well, that's not the answer I wanted to hear, but okay, it looks like we're still in the loop. Hmm. At the very next school board meeting, mm-hmm. Shaw opened up the meeting by announcing that the board had just chosen a new superintendent in closed session. Hmm. And everybody in there was floored. Lord. I... Oh my God, my blood was boiling. Even thinking about it, I felt so betrayed. The guy Mm -hmm. lied to me. He lied to me and he publicly humiliated me. And Mm -hmm. not just me, everybody. It's not about me. Uh, Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) it was such a betrayal. People who were humbly asking to just be part of the process. So it was from that moment that I realized okay, Shaw has shown his true colors, right? Mm -hmm. I used to think maybe maybe he's a nice guy. No. I mean, he is in that he has very carefully curated his image. his persona, his image as a nice guy, mm-hmm. as has Bass, by the way. Now, I still might hold out some hope for Bass, but, uh, but after what happened at this last school board meeting, when they were putting forward these, uh, their, their nominees, I'm not so sure about him anymore either, to be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we had all these candidates, yeah? And he puts, he puts forth this, this one name, mm-hmm. right? He could have done two. He only did the one. Mm-hmm. 
which I encourage everybody who's listening, please do log on to the Lemon Grove School District website and please, please, please read all seven of the applications. Well, so let's get to that because basically, so Bass puts puts forward really as a token um, Jahida Preciado, who mm-hmm. lost by 50 votes 50, in the last 52. in the last election, right? So really, that's a no-brainer. I mean, if anyone had any integrity, they like the board should just say, okay, obviously that's the will of the people, right? Yes. Um, but uh, instead. They put forth these other two names, which it seems that all three of the other members are just gunning for these guys. One of them is, what's his name? Something Robinson? Robert Robertson? Robert Robinson. I don't really know anything about the guy, except that from what I hear, he's buddy-buddy with a few of the board members. Um, it's disgusting. you know. I mean, and that would have to be the case, because he's certainly not qualified. Okay? I mean, this guy... You read through this guy's application, right? Yes. I swear, people, if you go and you read this. Please read it, everyone. No, no, they're going to think it's a joke. They're going to think that I planted this. They're going to think that it's all a big practical joke, that somehow Mm -hmm. we got this fake application. It is so absurd that this guy. No, no, no. No, no, listen. Well, yes. The entire thing is rambling. It's incoherent. Incoherent. Yes, incoherent. Highly incoherent. What's with the vaguely racist stuff at the end as well? I mean, I was totally thrown off, honestly. So, and what I mean by that, by the way, um, is that at the right at the end of his application, he's he says he after he lists some of his accomplishments, he says what's good for black kids will work for other folks too, or something like that. <laughs> it just left me thinking, what? What is that? And and if you're a board member. Again, looking at an application, wouldn't that just be a red flag enough to say, you know what, I don't know about this guy. I I don't know where this is going. Maybe this isn't. Yeah. Okay. And 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 that's just and that's just one thing. I mean, the Mm -hmm. whole application. It's um. I mean, it's incoherent. That'd be the one word I'd use to sum it up. Full of misspellings, <laughs> Full grammatical of misspellings. errors, non-answering the questions, n- non-sequiturs. I mean, it's like the guy crawled out of this bizarro world where up is down, dogs are cats, he's intelligent, and pigs can fly. You know, I mean, okay, fair enough. The guy is a member of the community, so maybe we should hear him out. Okay, but the fact that there's all these other applicants that get passed up and... This guy gets an interview? No, that's insulting. Wait, I've got to stop you because you said that's fair enough if he's a member of the community. When I was reading through that application, at first I thought it was comical. But then once those feelings actually start to subside and as I'm reading through and yeah. it's just absolutely not making sense, not addressing the questions. And spot ha- everything's on, misspelled. You know what? Yeah. My emotions moved Go ahead. into anger because... I have a child who's a Lemon Grove School District child, mm. okay? And to think that our board members think it's okay that somebody who rants and ra- rambles mm. can't form a coherent thought, can't spell properly, to think that they think that that's what my child deserves is yeah. absolutely insulting. This guy is not qualified to write a third grade book report. Right, and he gets an interview to be on the school board. School. That's what's board. insulting is that when 
like I keep saying, please, everybody, please read the application. It's stunning. Objectively, you will see that there are a couple that pop out as being very reasonable, very intelligent, and those couple applicants weren't the top picks. That is just a slap in the face. That's what I don't get, because there were a few people, I think myself included, but take me out of it. This isn't sour grapes on my part. Yes. There are, there, are, there are other applicants also who were just other reasonable voices in the community. Mm-hmm. And if you're running your company like this, imagine you're running a company and you have a job position to fill and you get seven applications and those are the seven applications you get. You call that guy back for an interview, but not these no, others? No, that would not happen. Your business is Somebody, you're going out of business. Yes. And to think that our elected officials were not able to pick out the good ones, yeah. that makes me that puts them in a very questionable position yeah well we know why i mean the board is just installing their guy yeah i mean it's not a big mystery so the other one that 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 all the other board members seem to like because it was the same two people that they were all putting forward except for bass um so it was this guy this robinson guy Correct. and then april leon whom we both know she's a a mother of a school-aged child here and uh, but there were some things in her application that stuck out. Yeah. And given the current environment of our school district, being that there needs to be somebody who's able to bridge gaps, build relationships and move forward in a positive direction. This worries me. I can pretty much guarantee that she did not know her application was, was going to public be record? public because she would have well, to know she, she'd be well, upsetting everybody. Here's the question. List in order of importance the major issues confronting public education in the Lemon Grove School District. Hmm. What's her Resistance answer? by teachers and administrators. We need to remind our educators that these changes are not a punishment or a reflection on their personal abilities, but ways to enhance their teaching techniques. Then, low parent involvement in their students' education process, as well as lack of knowledge on how school district and school boards operate. In other words... (laughs) When asked, what's the biggest problem facing the Lemon Grove School District, her answer is, the teachers and the parents. Yes, the teachers (laughs) and the parents, the people that I'm going to be representing and supposed to be working with. And that's pretty typical. Now listen, It's divisive, and it's very silly. At least she can put... A sentence together, which yes. is more I can say for this Robinson character. Yeah, yeah I will say that. Yes. But However, if, I wish, given what that applicant wrote, I really wish that they hadn't been able to put those thoughts together because it's just yeah. well, the horrid. over overall, her whole application is. I mean, it's fine if she has these views, but the whole application is just it's, it's totally a condescending jab on parents and teachers. Well, it's also it's also basically brown nosing the board. The whole, oh, absolutely. Somewhere the whole in thing there. is just saying how great the board is and how everything's wonderful. Um, so really, it's going to come down to two choices. Yeah, You have a rambling, incoherent illiterate on the one hand and a shameless sycophant on the other. Okay, well, There is technically a third option. Yeah, Yehida Preciado, who by everything I can tell from her, she seems like a perfectly reasonable, capable, qualified person. However, unfortunately, I I have a hunch that, um, well, okay. doesn't stand a chance because yeah. three of the board members chose to nominate the other two people you just Bass, said. Bass threw her name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know how much of that is just because he's curating this nice guy image that he has. Um, but listen, 
we'll wait and see what's going to happen. We're going to see if there's if there's much discussion if that if that nomination is taken very seriously. But I'm not holding my breath. Neither right? am I. And I'm really not holding Which, my breath on anything that Bass is doing because I'll tell you, this guy. You know, I tend to agree a lot with how he votes. Fine, but whether I do or not, okay. And he seems to be a nice guy. Fine, but I. I I don't know what he's doing on that school board anymore. You know, he, he, I guess his heart is in the right place. But even that, to be honest, I'm not even sure. I don't know how much, I, I, I imagine. your heart in the right place isn't enough. Our city is in need. I imagine at some point he had his heart in the right place. Right, oh, I'm sure and then they now he's just going through the motions. That's the feeling that I get from him. He'll get up there. Complacency is the enemy of progress. He'll vote, but he's not advocating. He, I mean, God forbid, he should use his position to actually be a forceful change for some kind of progress. You know, but he doesn't. He doesn't really. He doesn't really enter any real discussions. He's very good at showing up at community events and getting his picture taken. He's good at that. Um, he's good at just sort of being a nice guy but as a board member he's totally ineffectual and impotent which is disappointing Mm -hmm. and and by the way i've got a feeling i'm not the first person to be disappointed by his impotence yeah and that's that's the sad thing because lemon grove is in need well it's true and you know we along with a bunch of other dedicated parents and community members have been doing what we can to try to work with the board right um I know, I know from my end, I have tried to be reasonable, right? Sometimes I've gotten upset at the board meetings, but okay, I'm, you know, I'm passionate. Overall, I have tried to be, you know, try to work together with people and try well, to... Well, and there's great stakes. There's great things at stake. Absolutely. But you know what? And great stakes. Um, <laughs> I love a great steak. <laughs> Rare. But, um, no, but... <laughs> It just sort of occurs to me now. I mean, now I'm getting worked up. I know this isn't the tone that I would usually use, especially on this podcast. But you know what? I'm kind of getting tired of it. You know, I'm tired of being the nice guy. I'm tired of showing up at the board meeting and extending olive branches only to have them thrown back in my face. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can do about that. Well, when things are going down, there's only one way to go. And that's up. And that's why people are going to step up. I hope so, sister. And rise to the occasion. Preach it. All right, look, we're getting, whew, we're getting worked up. I got to shake this off. Okay, there's okay. a fun game we're going to play, isn't there? Uh, yes, I did have a game okay. for you. Are you ready for that? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, I mean, I, I don't want to oversell it. It's not much of a game, but I think we can have some fun with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Let me grab my notes. So, um, what was it? A month or so ago, when we interviewed the mayor, mm-hmm. Mayor Oquel Vasquez, and she mentioned how in the past year there were forty something whatever new businesses that came into Lemon Grove. Okay. Right? Which I thought, well, that's fantastic. Great. But then I also started thinking about um, how many sort of empty businesses and storefronts I see around town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, Miss Leanna LeBaron, are often touted. Um, I, I, I actually do get messages from people mm-hmm. saying how much they appreciate Leanna's extensive knowledge <laughs> of Lemon Grove. You know, for a lot of people, <laughs> you are, like, you're, you know who's coming, who's going, who, what's up, what's down. Yeah, you kind of are. And so mm-hmm. I always like to test you on this stuff, right? Okay, let's do it. So the what I did was, right, so a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm assuming this is not too out of date now, because I did this a couple weeks ago. I just drove sort of around town, really just up and down the main streets, Broadway and Lemon Grove Avenue, and just try to make a note of any 
empty storefronts. I want to see how many of those can you name? Start on one end, maybe, okay. and move to the other. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. I'm scared <laughs> you and to, nervous. You want me to start you off? Where? Yeah. Start okay. me off. Okay. What border do I start at? Okay. Let's start at um, Massachusetts and Lemon Grove Avenue. Okay. Heading towards... The trolley. Tr- uh, towards the Lemon. Toward, toward Broadway. Towards Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Off empty you go. storefronts, not empty lots. Like no, not empty fronts. lots. Let's okay. just go with... Well, I didn't make a note of those. Let's just go with empty storefronts. I'd have to say... Mm. What's the first one you see in your mind's eye? Oh, expert. I'd have to say the first one is that those big buildings by Bank of America. Almost. There's one before that. You might not even notice it. There is sort of a for rent sign. Um, is on it one by place. Santana's? It's by... Um, and 7-Eleven? No, it's before that. It's kind of just past the AMPM. Um, it's next to a place called Merry-Go-Round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking of? No, I didn't know that okay. there's empty. There was some. A there was some empty, empty place there. Okay. okay. There's one empty place there. But then the next one, you're right, is over by the Bank of America. Yes. Right? Bank of America. Those spaces have not been rented. I've heard their rents are just yeah. out the roof, unreasonable. Okay. So we've got that, mm-hmm. and then kind of what's next? Then the big building that was a former. 99 cent store. Right. And then the former $5 store. Which is next to Sprouts. Correct. That's all boarded up. and right. boarded Okay. Up. Oh, you're doing great. Uh, all and right. now we're going on Broadway? Have we made it that far? Yeah. We've well, made there's... Yeah. What about on the corner? <gasps> Ryan Bros. Well, or it's Ryan being Brothers. used. Okay. But it's basically... Basically, basically empty, empty. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now, there's a few going left, but let's let's turn right onto Broadway now. On right, going towards Nando's Taco Shop? Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch going down that way, actually. So, oh, yeah. So there's um, next to Nacho's Shoe Repair Store, there's a former title and loan place that's open. Yeah. Well, there's a next few to places Next to Then keep going down. There's probably a place next to uh, Fruit Mania that's open. Right. So there's so the f- a place next to Urban Cuts that's open. Yes. Fruit Mania, and there's, it's right next to the pet store. Actually, yep. there, were, there were two more. Yep. That is one of them, and then there's also the one store. kind of just a little ways down next to Pizza King. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's all papered over windows. Oh, no, that's not empty, though. The furniture store uses that as storage. That's oh. where they put their surplus furniture. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked empty yeah. to me, but fine. I'll cross that off the mm-hmm. list. I don't know why I need to keep the list after this, but okay, <laughs> I'm keeping my list updated. All right, now let's U-turn, go back across, across the trolley the tracks. tracks, and go the other way down Broadway. What do you got? Like pretty much there. Like well, the only there's empty that ones. former Hollywood video. It was supposed oh, to be a vet right. clinic. Yeah, the market mm-hmm. place, but it still hasn't opened, and it's already been about a year. Actually, probably over a year since. That was approved by Planning Commission yeah. to be a vet place. That should be a great spot. Yes. But okay. So there's Nobody that there. one. Mm-hmm. Then pff, you got me stumped on this on, on that side of the street. I'm staying on that side of the street for now. Well, I don't know about that. You're going to confuse me if you do that. Because okay. I just have them kind of as, you, as you're heading down Broadway. Across the street from Food for Less. That's an Oh, one. yeah. Those dilapidated buildings. Yeah. There's that whole those little ba- where there used to be a smoke shop and a barber shop and a mm-hmm. taco shop. Yeah. All those All shops. that. There was yeah. a bunch of illegal stuff going on in some of those businesses. <laughs> oh but yes. Goodness. All right. <laughs> so that's boarded up. Okay. So next to it. Go ahead. 
actually, there's um, Vase Motorsports. What used to be Vase Motorsports. It's empty right now, it's, uh, but it's getting worked on. That's the one that's across from the Sportsman's Pub. Yes. Right. Yeah, But I it's had that. getting worked on. They're updating it, painting it. They're what, putting wood up. I don't what's going to what be there? I asked the city today, yeah. so I'm waiting for the response. I will mm. let everybody know what it's going to be. I'm hopeful. Oh, speaking of which, I guess there is one other empty place that we didn't mention that is um, that was down where we just <laughs> were talking about on the on the first side of the tracks mm-hmm. where we were at the end of Broadway. Um, across from the Jack in the Box, there's that, that old place that oh, says the gas, the gas stop. stop. But that's yes. going to be something that was going to be a 7-Eleven. Supposedly right? a 7-Eleven. Okay. Um, anyway, and then the only other places that I found, I'll just get right to it, um, are in the Albertsons Center. There's one between Albertsons and GameStop there. Mm-hmm. And then there are several on the other side of GameStop. Um, yeah. We need people to fill them. I know. We need some we need businesses. In here. Some good businesses. Yeah. I think we're already to the max with nail salons and smoke shops. Please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? There is a new business that opened up that people are talking about on next door. Islander Grill. You mentioned that. Yay. Uh, what was it? Like a, like two months ago or something. Probably you, a yeah, long time ago. You said that it was going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. And I was excited about it. Yes. I'm still excited about it. It's getting yes. great reviews on next door. Everyone who's been there so far has said that they like it. Once we wrap this up, we just need to go over there and have a feast. I actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to going. <laughs> They're really nice people. The yeah. owners of um, Islander Grill. I've gone in and spoken to them. It's a family who's doing that, yeah. and they're they're nice. Well, I wish them the best. Yeah, so do know? I. And uh, you know, because we can always use some more food options here mm-hmm. in Lemon yeah, Grove. Good food. So, speaking of wrapping up, we ought to wrap up because we've been at this for a while. We spent we spent a while getting worked up over the the school board stuff, but that's important stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, the lunch special at Islander Grill is almost over. <laughs> okay, we'll get out of here. I can hear your stomach <laughs> rumbling from here. Let me just tell people that we have, on the next episode, we already have our interview ready to go for that. Um, hopefully, maybe we can put oh, that yes. out. You know, We were on a little bit of a hiatus, folks. I know that we sort of took a couple weeks off and posting an episode, but now we're back on track. And we spoke with Mary Sessom, who is former mayor former, of Lemon Grove. That's right. She was mayor of Lemon Grove for 20 years. She heard our episode where we talked with the current mayor, Raquel Vasquez, and let's just say she wasn't entirely happy with everything that she heard and mm-hmm. she wanted a chance to respond. That's it. So, all right, folks, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We've got Mary Sesame coming up on the next one. Um, we're making plans to talk to someone from the Heal Zone, from the Community Garden. We've got some people, some actual just regular folk mm-hmm. that we are lined up to talk with. Um, I'm talking with someone named Tim Felton, who leads a band, a sort of a funk soul band that's based here in Lemon Grove called Surefire Soul Ensemble. And they've They've even been on the Billboard jazz chart and everything. And they're right here in Lemon Grove. So we're mm. going to talk with them. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. So we appreciate your support. And? Shine on. Don't say it like a question. <laughs> say it like you mean it. Shine on, Lemon Grove. You got it.